Hey guys, welcome back. This is To Provoke Total Fitness Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Walter. How you doing? All right, so we're in July finally, halfway through 2020. And yeah, it's been interesting. Hope you all had a good pride sitting at home thinking about pride. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. Face, so I can't say anything. Um, so this week, our topic is body positivity. Uh, let's get right into what that actually means because a lot of people may not understand what the actual movement is about. So, body positivity is a social movement rooted in the belief that all humans being all human beings, sorry, should have a positive body image while challenging the way in which society presents and views the physical body. The moment, uh, the movement, sorry, advocates the acceptance of all bodies, regardless of physical ability, size, gender, race, or appearance. So that's the definition as defined by the dictionary basically or you know your activist uh meaning so do you, we're just going to start off do we agree with body positivity i say yes and no many reasons to come walter <laughs> wow well there's that answer yeah I, i'm pretty much on the fence about it i, I think that that it is Everyone should believe that they're beautiful and everyone should have a right to think of themselves as, as uh, perfect God-given creatures, right? On the other hand, we know medical science. So, yes and no. There you go. Yeah. I don't even think it's, uh, I don't even think it comes down to the science at this point either. So, this reform basically started... I mean, it really came to prominence kind of near the 90s, late 90s. Uh, and, of course, it blew up as of, you know, the past five, ten years, whatever it's been. Um, it, when you looked at fashion models back in the day, it used to be this. Literally, that was their arm. Very unhealthy, but that's what was viewed as the most beautiful. If you didn't look like that, you were worthless, basically. That's kind of how society was per- perceiving people. You're um, you're young. I'm going to break in. You're young, so yeah. you don't remember the 60s. And Twiggy. Mm-hmm. I mean, her name was Twiggy because she was Twiggy. She was so thin, she was anorexic walking. Right. right. Um, go ahead. I right, see. yeah. But, I mean, that's literally it. It's People were idolizing these people. I need to get like that. I need to look like that, this, that, and whatever. And... Uh, and people had a hard time getting to that point, and they're wondering why, and they hated themselves more because they didn't look like this or that person or whatever. And then it finally started coming out, like, oh, shit, these people are not healthy at all. Like, that stick, like, that anorexic person has an eating disorder. Mental health issues from that is having health issues. This woman hasn't got her period in freaking six months because she's so skinny, her body's not functioning properly. Like, all this stuff was coming out about it, and uh, that's where that stemmed from. It, it's the idea of you can look... It's basically being happy with who you are. I want to go on top of that and say it's being happy with who you are, but still trying to be better every day. So, you know, exercising an hour a day, 20 minutes, whatever it is that you feel is better for you. Uh, And, you know, relatively healthy diet. Sure, have some junk food once in a while, but don't make that an everyday sort of thing. Um, And have a, a basically having a positive view on dieting, exercising, and looking in the mirror and realizing I may not be Mr. Uh, Mr. Olympia Arnold Schwarzenegger. I may not be, you know, baby O or whatever. I'm just talking guys here, but I, you know, girls, let's talk like Bella Hadid or Gigi or whatever. Um, 
I may not be them, but I'm going to be the best me I can be. And I'm going to do it through these means. And I'm going to be happy doing the journey because that's what life is about. It's trying to uh, be just, I mean, again, my opinion, being uh, happy doing the journey and seeing the progress throughout your entire life type of thing, right? I mean, I think honestly that the fitness should be about longevity, being pain-free, being healthy in that respect. Mm-hmm. Fashion gets in the way and fashion says this is the way you should look. That's the way you should look. I mean, if you just look at the, the 20th century and the evolution of the female body during the 20th century, from the 1920s where there were no breasts, and women were all taught to stand like this so that their breasts caved in. They didn't have any. Um, through the 50s and the voluptuousness of, of the Jane Mansfields and the Marilyn Monroe, back through the 60s again. So this pendulum swung back and forth, you know, until I think it was the 90s when uh, heroin chic took over. Right. They got skinny again because they were supposed to look like they were on drugs. Wow, that's really fashionable and great. Um, but uh, ultimately, you know, it. There is something to be said about self-love. There is something to be said about um, what you, how you perceive yourself. But if, I'm going to go scientific again. If scientifically, you know that you're, you're, uh, you've got really clogged arteries because of the cholesterol that you're taking in, the fact you're not exercising, you're not doing all those things, then you, what, what's, there's no self-love there. It's not just about unknowingly going, I look fabulous. It's about knowing that you're going to last a little longer. Right. You love yourself enough to care for yourself. Um, I wouldn't even go as far as that. I would just say living a life that is better. It's hard to define because, you know, what is your definition of better? Maybe your definition of better is being 700 pounds and living that feeder lifestyle because I know that's a thing. I know there's women and men out there like that, you know, they date somebody for the fact that they're extremely obese and their goal is to give them money so they can eat and eat and eat and get bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, it's a fetish, but whatever. That's your life. Do what you want. All I'm saying is don't go on the cover of Cosmopolitan saying this is the new norm. This is beauty. This is, you know, this is the standard. This is healthy. Because everybody knows, sure, beauty is whatever. It's uh, it's a made up uh, thing, but healthy is it's right there in the fat. It's scientific, and being four hundred pounds at five foot two, five foot three is not even relatively close. Sure, you might be, you might have perfect health right now for that very minute that you got measured. What's happened in a week? What's happened in a month? What happens in a year? What happens in five years? Ten years? Oh, by that point, you're probably unfortunately dead, right? Uh, so I wouldn't go as far as saying the longevity of it. Cause you know, longevity, there could be a number of things that, you know, genetic issues, whatever, but if you're, I guarantee, cause I've been there from a skinny standpoint, I've been there from being slightly overweight. Of course, I've never been to the extreme of some people, but I've gone to a point where I was, you know, 30 pounds over my weight because I thought that's what I had to do to be a power lifter. Long backstory. Anyways, I, w- I feel so much better. When I am around, again, for my, I'm a fitness professional, I, I feel better around 12% body fat. That's not the standard you need to be. 15, 18% for men is a great spot to be at. 
you feel lighter on your feet, you have more energy, you feel better about yourself, you feel like you can walk up the stairs without being winded, all that sort of stuff, right? But here's the thing. You know, there are a lot of young guys, young, I'm going to say young guys, because I think that it's, it's more that age category than, than later, who are looking at guys who are walking around with six, 5% body fat and saying, mm-hmm. that's the way I want to be. I need to be that way yeah. all the time. Despite the fact that you and I, I mean, we, we try to attain that when we've got a show, but we know that that's not a light, livable it's not healthy. concept to have. Yeah, it's not healthy. Um, but, but they're being trained to think that. Yeah. Well, and, and this is it. We When I first started, I thought that was attainable. I thought that's what I could be if I did this thing. And then the first show I did, I realized, holy shit, this is so, like, I feel dead. I feel like no energy. I hate this, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then I blew back up and I'm like, damn, I really like the look, but I hate how I felt. And so it's taken me eight years to get to the point where I'm like, okay, healthy, feel good, actually being able to function properly for myself is around 10 to 12% body fat is like the lowest, like 10% is kind of where I can go, where I can, you know, lift the same heavy weights. I can do a full day of work, blah, 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 all this stuff and still have the energy and not feel like I'm starving myself. But it took me eight years, almost no shit, nine years now. Nine years to get to that point. It's been nine years. Um, but again, do we not? Do we all not want? I mean, all I mean, Walter, myself. Do we not want to walk around five percent body fat year round? Yeah, that'd be awesome. But it's not healthy and it's not worth ideal. It. It's not so worth it. To, to feel to go. What's my name? Every once in a while, it's not worth it. I yeah. need to be able to think. I need to have. Uh, you know, proper balance in my life. That's yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, I'm such a son of a bitch when I'm in those last few weeks of dieting that it's not worth it. I'd have nobody around me. Look great, no friends. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody would want to talk to you until they actually talk to you. Yeah. Um, right. So, I mean, the main purpose, like the main question we wanted to ask in this podcast was, do we agree with it? We're on the fence. The reason we're on the fence. Yes, we actually, we agree with the meaning of body positivity. Everybody should feel good about themselves no matter what. Um, but unfortunately, fitness, unfortunately, has kind of come a mental health issue. The way you look, the way you eat, everything, it's all become some sort of mental health issue. And to add to that, you get people, when they're in a very low state, they tend to latch on to something that they can be comfortable with, make themselves feel better. And that's where it becomes dangerous because what body positivity used to stand for was fine. What it's turned into of everybody is healthy. Like look like this, you can do whatever you want and you're, you're beautiful and you're the healthiest and, you know, um, and unfortunately spreading lies at 350 pounds. I work out five days a week and I'm, and I still look like this. I was like, well, unfortunately, that's probably because you eat like an asshole. And that, just because you work out, it doesn't mean jack shit. I mean, you could work out as, you know, there's runners who are literally 90 pounds. You know, there's, I knew a guy in high school, five foot 11, 90 pounds. And he was a twig. And he didn't eat anything. He would finish a rate and basically, race, excuse me, and basically collapse. Was that healthy? Absolutely not. But he could run for three hours. So it's not worth, I mean, and also I, I think if you are, if you are working out, carrying that much weight on your frame, it's not, I would question the quality of the workout. Mm-hmm. I would question 
what's actually happening metabolically to you as you're doing the exercises. Because it's not you're not lifting a weight, you're lifting a weight. And that yeah. is much more. <laughs> what what effect are you creating? It's not only that, I mean, at three hundred plus pounds, you know, at a five foot two frame, uh, you could step off the sidewalk and injure yourself. Yeah. You have a much, much higher chance. So let's say you let's see, you know, I can't remember the woman's name. Uh, I'm actually I'm not even gonna name a name. Anyways, person on a cover magazine, very obese, very obese, uh, works out with the trainer in an Instagram video, and I'm talking 300 plus pounds, five foot two, five foot three, whatever it is, and the trainer was making this woman do box jumps, high knees, jumping jacks, basically all hit exercises, and good for her she could do most of it i mean there was little it was like 30 second clips so maybe it was just 30 seconds 10 minute rest 30 seconds i'm being cynical anyways um she did it however what this trainer it's the trainer's fault really because that trainer should have acknowledged that this woman is 300 plus pounds she could easily easily injure herself and cause more damage to her body doing jumping jacks doing jump squats doing box jumps Literally that much pressure and that much weight on an ankle, on a knee, on a muscle, on a tendon, on a joint, at any point, could just snap. So when you're getting that, and again, two million followers on Instagram, posting it to your followers, and these people are following along, like, well, she did, I can do that. She's already promoting an unhealthy lifestyle, and she's promoting an unhealthy solution to possibly getting a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. So that's where the it's like it's that's where i have the problem with this it's just dangerous promotion of these unhealthy lifestyles because again i'm gonna sound like an ass here but 300 pounds is nothing to be proud of unless you're freaking mr olympia and that was your goal in life or again if your goal in life was to be 300 pounds of morbid obesity fat uh sure but i don't think 300 pounds should be something you should be promoting as yes this is I'm, uh, this is like where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. You could promote, post that and be like, you know, I'm happy with who I am, but I want to be better. This is the start of my journey or whatever it is. Doesn't even, you don't have to diet hard and you don't have to exercise. And it's such a hard topic to talk about. But again, it's like, I'm just going to play the asshole here. I'm going to be a bigger asshole. Okay. Okay. I have to argue how happy you are. Yeah, you have allowed yourself to eat into that state of being. There's one thing to be unhappy with myself, and I eat a little too much, and I'm maybe 20 pounds overweight. But when you reach the point where you're over 100 pounds overweight, where you are morbidly obese, there are ser- there are there are mental issues at play that yeah. need to be dealt with because there's a reason why you put yourself inside that body. You're building a protective wall of some kind to protect yourself. Why are you doing that? And I think just going, yay, you're great. Try this blush and these these eyelashes and you'll look better is not going to do it. Or even worse, this is what a real woman looks like or a real man looks like. Yeah. So, you know, people who are actually healthier, you know, everybody else who's skinny, trying to gain weight maybe, or people who are already fit, or somebody who had breast cancer, they're not real women and men, Yeah. right? 
Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't believe that it is my job or anybody, any person on the planet's job to shame a person oh, no. for what they are. No, and of course for that body positivity is fine. You're a beautiful human being. I am not, it is not my job to tell you, you need to lose weight or you need yeah, whatever. Fix your shit. <laughs> um, but uh, that's as far as I think it should go. And when it becomes, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. If it's beautiful, then there's an issue. A big issue. Yeah. And that's unfortunately what it's become. Um, I mean, it's just tough to, again, we're fitness professionals, so we see this all the time. I get people coming to me asking me about, oh, I want to diet, I want to diet. Like we talked about the past two weeks, two-week diets, blah, blah, blah. I want to do this. I want to lose weight in four weeks. It's not a short-term thing. It's not a four-week thing. This is a lifestyle. And just giving up and accepting that your lifestyle is going to be, I'm courageous and beautiful because I'm 300-plus pounds. Unfortunately, that is not the way to do things, in my opinion. And like Walter said, it becomes more than just the body. It becomes in more of a physical health issue. It becomes a mental health issue. There is something that has led you to that point. Because through evolution, you're, you know, as hunters and gatherers, our whole goal was, you know, if we feel hungry, we eat something to make sure that we don't starve ourselves. Because back in the, you know, through evolution, we had to make sure if we felt hungry, we were going to starve. So go find food. Nowadays, we don't need to do that. There's hundreds of thousands of studies that show you really only need about 1,800 to 2,200 calories as a fully grown male or female, whatever, you know, your height, weight, whatever it is. Tons of resources online to figure out how much you actually need to eat. Tons of recipes online to actually fill yourself up. It's really just, you know, your brain telling you you want that because, again, it's almost an addiction. Food is pretty much an addiction. Sugar is an addiction. Now, if you look at addiction, it can be generic or genetic. Fifty per, it's studies have shown about fifty percent of addictions can come from genetic dispositions. However, the other fifty percent, where do you think that comes from? Lack of coping ability, or uh, association with a feeling, dopamine response, whatever it is. So when you, I'll use myself as an example. Whenever I watch a movie, I, I don't even need it. I just want to have it so bad. Because I associate popcorn with movies from when my dad would take me to the cinema when I was a kid. And it was such a fun day that, you know, I, we would get the popcorn, we get the cheddar topping, we get some nibs or Twizzlers or something. I associate that memory of going to the theater every weekend, watching a movie with my dad and having that. So now whenever I watch a movie, I want popcorn. I don't even really like popcorn that much. But it's just that, again, early childhood type of thing that I just want to associate this with this. I mean, Walter, you could probably talk even better about this because... Well, I mean, addiction is what it is, you know. And I think, you know, when I look at the different methodologies that are used with dealing with addiction, no one method has a perfect route. Mm -hmm. But, you know, looking at why habits form works to a certain extent. Looking at how to reform the habits works to a certain extent and then there's the whole god thing which is my my root and i believe the spiritual right. factor was very important but it's not for everybody so um you know uh, 
I, I do, I, all my reading has proven to me that it is a large portion genetic, though, that, uh, uh, you know, the gene, that you're missing something, that there's something that you've got to have, and maybe it's the dopamine effect that you've got to have that's going to be there, that's, that you have to keep feeding. And uh, you can you can fix that on to different things, though, and that's the beauty of it. If you fix it to food, and I have, or if you fix it to alcohol, and I have, then you've got a problem. But if you fix it to, I'm going to improve my life every day, I'm going to read good books on a regular basis, I'm going to do all those things, that's where you can actually get growth and, and change happening in your life. Yeah, so let me ask you a question then. Um, the satisfaction, especially when first starting, um, yeah, let's use the diet because that's what we're kind of talking about here. Uh, starting a new diet after using food as a coping mechanism or whatever it was, was reading even close to that feeling you got? Was working out even close to that feeling you got satisfaction? From the food? From the food, yeah. Like when you first started, like let's say instead of diet, instead of having food, you want to grow and progress, so you decided to diet. Was dieting almost a satisfactory or no? Exactly. No. It was not. It, it was the combination of diet and exercise. Right. And it was months of dogged determination that I was going to do this thing before I started to see the results that I wanted to see. But that's where I want to go into. I don't always see the results because my brain is still triggered to yeah. look at myself and go, hey, you're 63 years old. It's all falling apart. It's all blah, blah, blah. And now we before come full circle. Well, but now we come full circle. That's why body. That's what I agree with the body positivity, right? Because your brain's telling you you don't, but you stood, right? But again, that you made a great point. It's that determination, and so many people um, they stop when they have the comfort level. They have the comfort zone. They have the satisfaction. Yeah, they might hate the feeling afterwards. So what do they suppress that feeling of hatred with? Would be more food, more alcohol, more drugs, whatever it is. Um, but unfortunately, it gets to a point where you're going to have to say to yourself, yes, I should be happy with who I am. Um, or, you know, I should be happy with who I look like. This is me. But I should be getting actively better every day. And through that, actively trying to be better every day, going to the gym. Yeah, you may not bench press 100 pounds right off the bat, but you work up to that. And that 90-pound bench press should be a huge achievement. That 100 pounds should be a huge achievement. Then you pass that, and it's even bigger achievement. Yeah, I looked at the body positivity movement as almost the way to, not as what it's interpreted as. I interpret it as, you look how you are, you are who you are, but you should always try to be better. And that person you left on day one is, is in the past. Every day since then is where you should be accepting, this is who I am now. I am... I'm way better than I was, and I'm still actively going to be, you know, progressing forward and growing. And sometimes it doesn't happen, but you keep doing it and doing it and doing it. We aim for progress, not perfection. Exactly. And that was my whole interpretation when I first heard about this. And now what it's turned into is I'm going to stay like this because I don't have to do anything. I can be lazy my whole life, and I'm still perfect that way. It's basically like the... Um, the people that say, if you can't handle me at my worst, you can't handle, you don't deserve me at my best. It's kind of like, I kind of put those in the same way. How many friends they have. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I it's mean, 
Go ahead. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, it's using that excuse of uh, kind of ignoring shitty and toxic behavior and masking it behind, I have no filter. Right? No, you don't have a, it's not that you don't have a filter, you're just an asshole. And the body positivity, what that movement has turned into is pretty much letting yourself be an asshole to yourself. Yeah. It's not letting you grow, progress, and become the better person that... I, again, I can't speak for everybody, but let's say 90% of our listeners, if you're listening to this, you probably agree with me, uh, that you want to become. More, better, something. Yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, I, I mean, I love me a big old drag queen, okay? So I'm watching the shows. We know what they are. Uh, hashtag RuPaul All Stars 4. Um, and... Uh, the big queens are great. They have great personalities and whatever. But you know, they still they're still cinching their waist. They're still, still trying to build um, a shape into their bodies, whether their body exists that way in reality, you know. And so it's not about body positivity and going whatever. It's about using what they've got to the best of their abilities to make it better. And I think that's what it's also all about. Body yeah. positivity should be. How can you improve yourself? How can you make your life better? And it's not necessarily about the glam, but an awareness that you're healthier if. You're healthier if you eat this. You're healthier if you walk here. You're healthier if you take the stairs. Not, it doesn't matter because I'm perfect. Yeah. I am. You know, God didn't make any mistakes. He didn't make any mistakes. And when we were born, we all weren't morbidly obese. We made ourselves that way. Yeah. We made ourselves angry all the time. God didn't. So yeah. what are you doing wrong? What do you need to change? Yeah. And again, we're using we're just talking about the body positivity in terms of the weight issue. We're not talking about it in terms of, you know, what it really came out for was people with disability, shorter, taller, um, you know, lost limbs. Again, cancer took their leg, cancer took their breath, whatever. Shaming. Right? It's right. the shaming, yeah. Nobody should, you shouldn't do that. And I'm sure everybody has done it at some point in their life, has gone behind somebody's back and said, did you see her hair today? Did you see his hair today? Like, geez, like stupid shit like that. But that's what it tries to stop. It's like, ah. It's like, I'm going to go from that side of the, the coin now. You know, you've got such a pretty face. You'd look so much better if you just lost some weight. <laughs> you're such a pretty girl. Yeah. Or, God, you're gay. That's too bad, you know, because you'd be so great if you weren't. That's the kind of shaming that is wrong. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, I mean, A, I don't think any woman at this place and point in time needs to be told how pretty she is. Um, unless it's someone close enough that it counts. Um, but uh, there's that shaming that is based in a compliment or comes from... Yeah, backhanded compliment. Yeah, it, it's difficult to deal with. You know, there's always that saying, if you can't, if, if you basically go up to somebody and it, within five minutes they can't change something about their appearance their personality, the way they talk, the way they walk, don't say it. You know, if there's a stain on their shirt that they could get rid of, great, go up and say, 
hey, there's a little hair out of place on your head. Hey, your makeup's smushed a little. You should go fix it. Easy shit to fix. That's not shaming somebody, but going up to somebody being like, hey, lose some weight, badass. Or, um, oh my God, like, did you actually just get that haircut? Like, you're so brave for that. Like, <laughs> well, don't say it. The world, everybody's got a bad haircut. <laughs> uh, exactly. Right? Just wear a hat all the time. It's fine. So that's where I stand. That's where Walter stands. We're, we're on the fence. So here's the thing. We're going to talk about this again. But we need your opinions to be able to talk about it. What do you think? What's your opinion? Tell us what it is. Join the conversation. Don't just sit and listen to us. Yeah. And again, we just want to hear opinion. We're not going to fight. We're, we just want to like we just want to debate. We want to, you know, have civil discussion of what is, you know, alternating views. We have our views. You have yours, and we love to hear them. So, again, Insta comments, DM us, Facebook comments, YouTube comments. You know how to reach us. As well, uh, keep an eye out for the next few weeks. We're going to post story polls and uh, questions on our stories. So if you have any there, send them off. All right. That's it. Take care, guys. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Thank you again. This is week 19. We're almost at number 20. Almost almost half a year now. Jeez. Who would have thought? I know. All right, guys. Take care. Hope you have a good week. See you later.